Hey everyone, this is Gabrogman. Just a quick note before you listen to this podcast. Uh, it was an early demo version and we recorded it without a microphone. So we were using the built-in microphone for my laptop. It's still a fun episode to listen to and we go through 56 video games in 63 minutes, which has got to be some kind of record. I've done what I can with the audio and uh, I hope you'll have as much fun listening to it as we did making it. So you you want to be talking at that level? I, I want to be yodeling. Maybe. So yeah, that'll do, Kevin. Okay. So, <laughs> Kev, will you stop leaking gas? He's leaking gas. Okay. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> that's um, going to be a little bit everyone listening with headphones. Uh, tell the snort coke again. You get the bottle shooting up your nose. Stop it. It's, it's just it's a filthy habit. Just diet coke. This episode brought to you by Diet Coke. Mm. Not affiliated. No. Non-affiliated Diet Coke. No it's what's for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ow. so this is an attempt at like a demo type thing for the podcast idea. It might pan out. It might not. I don't know. Let's let, we'll give it a go. Um, next time, we'll I'll definitely bring the blue yeti and we'll get better sound out of it. What, what's a blue yeti? Um, <laughs> so the Blue Yeti is a microphone. So well, I'll bring that next time. It's an external USB microphone. That, that oh, you know, the sort of one I had before. Oh, I see. That's the reprobate over there. There's a reprobate over here. So, right. Um, so <laughs> the plan is to do video gamey type talky stuff. Um, it might be news stuff. It might just be banter. It might just be talking about the games we've played. It might be the games that we'd recommend. I don't know. So how about we go around the room and talk about who we all are? Because this has been recording for 76 frames now. I don't know what that means in words, but 79 now, and nobody knows who we are. So that's fun. So You start. Well, maybe you start, yeah. Okay. Oh, do you want me to introduce everyone? No, literally you can just start. I can just introduce Kev. It's, it's been mostly me speaking so far, so why don't you speak for a little bit? Cool. Right. Um, so in the red corner, we've got Chief In the Problem. red corner, in that black seat, it's Chief Problem. Oh yes. Yay. <laughs> and yourself? Uh, Gaprogman over here, the guy who, like, with the stuff. It does programming and shit. Yes. Um, for people who have read the word Gaprogman but don't know how to pronounce it, it is Gaprogman. It's a flat A sound. Like, um... Like games programming, but with a flat A, so gah, program is weird. Like Georgia, like the way that Georgia is written as a state, it's written G-A. So, no, that doesn't help at all, because that's pronounced G-A. I can't really think of, what other words? I like the hand motions yeah, you're doing as yeah. well. No, not, no one what other words have the G, that, that gah sound in it? Like gah. Brogman. Like, <laughs> Brogman. Thank you very much, <laughs> Stephen oh. Fry. No, We're um, looking for other stuff. <laughs> yeah, other words that are similar, that have, like the gap. When you go to the Gap and buy your clothes. Or maybe you don't go to the Gap. Maybe you walk past the Gap. Gatling gun. The Gatling gun. Right. Gat as in Gatling gun. And then Progman. I don't even know it was a shop. should go there. 
Yeah. Okay. So that's Probably who I am. Um, and, and who are you? I'm Squidgy Fidget. Squidgy Fidget. Well, and, and I am a regular speaker. I've just you can be a regular speaker if you don't, want. Don't, I'd, I'd, I'd rather be a uh, judge speaker. I'd come on every other week or something. Maybe kick off about some internet issue, uh, some gaming issue. Internet issue. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what's happened is his, his router is broken. So, so yeah, exactly. oh bloody internet! So 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 we could do that. Um, and um, although I am chief problem, I will accept chief. I might just shorten it to chief. That that's how, that's how. Oh, See, chef. We don't we don't chief. really chef. We, chef. <laughs> we don't really know who the chief is. It's just some bloke that was walking past as we were discussing the idea. We just grabbed him and dragged him inside. Yeah, can I be in your podcast? <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was a promise of a hot meal. That's what it was. So, yeah. <laughs> promise, <laughs> promise of a hot, a hot squidgy vision. <laughs> Well, <laughs> uh, weekends only. Right. Hey, it's Saturday, so play ball. Well, well, well. You heard him, Chief. Get on with it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already comfortable. Go for it. <laughs> well, hang on, Squidgy. Um, um, let Let's explain um, what we're going to talk about then. So, 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 this, this is the longest intro in the world, and people are going to stop listening. Trust me, I listen to a lot of podcasts. This is not. A long intro. <laughs> I mean, I'm bored already. So, so, I don't know what other people are going well, there you are, folks. Thanks for tuning in. He's off. Don't forget to like and subscribe, as the chief would say. Oh. So the chief is just is leaving the room. The idea was that we would talk about video gamey stuff, as I've already said. Um, we came up with a bunch of ideas when we were... So I've, I've had and this... I probably forgot them all. That's right. That's exactly it. I've had this idea rolling around in my head for about 15 seconds. And... Um, I brought it up with Squidgy Fidget. We're doing it now. Uh, or at least we're doing the demo to see what it's like. Um, oh, yes. We had a bunch of ideas. Uh, we might just talk about the games that we've been playing this week or this time period. It might be weeks. It might be months. I don't know yet. We need to figure out uh, when everyone's free and stuff. Let me, uh... Free stuff. Let's hear it. Woo! Oh, yeah. Why don't we start by you telling me about one of the games you've played this week, then? Which one do you want to hear about? I don't know. Well, I'll tell you what. What have you been playing this week? It's a cross between Resident Evil Revelations on the Xbox or Skyrim. Skyrim? Skyrim or Resident Evil Revelations? Uh, why not both? Which one do you want to start with? Well, I can talk about them simultaneously, but that's like every other word, and that takes a real lot of dedication to follow. So which have you played then? You played Skyrim and Resident Evil? Yeah. Why were you playing Resident Evil? What was the, what was the deal with that? Is it one of your Resident favorite Evil. games? Mainly on raid mode, I'm just... Oh, there he's he is. back. I'm Here's back. the chief. Sorry about that. Here's the chief. Che- I almost called him Captain Underpants. He's not That's really good. Right. I'm going to leave that burp in. I'm not going to edit that out. Oh, mainly because... Um, mainly because Chief Problem and I were talking over the burp, so it's going to oh. have to... There it goes again, so it's going to have to stay in. Squidgy Fidget was just saying how he's been playing Resident Evil Revelations on Skyrim this week. I thought we could maybe talk about any games that we've been playing. I wanted to play Wolfenstein. I was thinking about playing Wolfenstein. Well, the thing is, you have to buy it first. Yeah, that, that's the problem. I, I, and um, <laughs> I couldn't find it in, in in the shop. But I will get. I will get it. I, I might get the new one. I might just get the new one. I'm still thinking. You haven't even completed the old one yet. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I was thinking of getting Metro Redux just because um, you 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 really want to be crawling around in sewers and exchanging it, bullets as currency. And, it, it being, seemed good. It seemed you know, being good. tricked by a, a semi-prostitute. Well, I've, I've not played it fully, so I don't know what happens. But it looked quite good. I'm looking for a fun shooter. That, 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 that's what... That's what a fun that's shooter. What I'm, what I'm getting for. from your description of Metro Duda is that you're playing as Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but with guns and there are prostitutes. No, what, one of the things you can do in the first game is you can get uh, tricked. 
you can get tricked by a woman. And what she does is she says, um, follow me if you want a good time. So you follow her. Mm-hmm. And what happens is you go around the corner and someone bops you over the head and steals all your money. And it's an actual achievement. I can't remember what it's called, but it's an achievement. And that's the first thing I got. So I lost all my money. So I had no ammunition or money. And I had a knife to take on a lot of enemies. And it wasn't easy. Uh, not impossible. You kept playing the game? You didn't just go, oh, I'll just restart? Well, I didn't, go out down, I didn't go out to the gun store and buy more bullets just to push into the screen to buy stuff. Yeah, in the game, did you keep playing? Or? Yeah, I kept going, might as well. Because starting again with a knife is it's, where it's at. Well, well start, starting again with bullets, that's cheating. That's true. That's like, that's like I'd, um, I was showing a thing, I can't remember who it was that showed me, but it was a clip, and it was um, there was an interview with Jessica Chobot, and she was on this on this show, it was a YouTube thing, and, so, and she was saying that, um, you know, she was talking about a game that she was playing, and someone said, well, I just started again, and she lost her shit, saying, why would you start again? Well, I didn't get very far. Well, I start again, and I won't start again. I just keep going. Why? Because I play things properly and don't cheat. She went red in the face, really screaming. Quite funny to watch because everyone was laughing, but she was losing her shit completely. We totally bogarted Chief Problem's description of what he was not playing because he didn't play it. So, but, but, but um, you would have played. I've forgotten now. No, you yeah, yeah you that's play right. Wolfenstein. That's right. You yeah, didn't play it because you didn't buy it. I didn't buy cause... it, but I will go buy it. I, I didn't see it in the shop, to be fair. Um, but. Uh, it looks good it looks good it's basically because a new one's come out mm-hmm. and I thought I might go play the old one <laughs> so oh uh, right so you want to buy the old one not the new one yeah well I'd I, I, I play either at the moment to be honest I'm looking for a decent first person shooter all so you're saying that. is you don't care what it is so long as you're shooting Nazis um, well, it's a good month for Nancy shooting. It is. It is a good month. and Call of Duty World War Two. Uh, the game with the American man shooting. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> American shooting. Yes. We'll come back to that. Yeah, yeah. yeah we'll definitely come back to that. Yeah, yeah I'm sure that's. It's, it's, November's a good month for shooting Nazis. Well, November. Has it had a good reception? The 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 new Call of Duty is is it is it well received? I don't know. I don't, I don't play. I, um, yeah. General Grey shooting number three. I I tend not to. Seven. You see, uh, I feel like Call of Duty, I'm going to get a lot of slack for this, but I feel like Call of Duty jumped the shark when it moved from these are classic, you know, World War Two, Vietnam, that kind of thing, to this is space shootery, sort of high technology, running around and shooting people. Oh, the jumping. jumpiness of it. Yeah, yeah I know what you mean. Yeah. I mean, I get it. They took a, they took a chance with the, the, the Modern Warfare series and they kind of went, oh, I'll put you in. These, but no, I, I if I want to play a game where I'm, I'm running around shooting stuff, and it's Call of Duty. I don't know. I just want to play the old ones. I want to play, you know, like uh, the first Medal of Honor games. Those were ace. Well, especially mm. the one, uh, the one on the PS One. It was specifically designed for it. Why you tell me about that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, nerd out. Go on, go on, nerd out. No, no, no. You've got, you got to, you got to hold it back and then just follow it once. Because if you do it too early, it's like um, you don't want to shoot your load too early. Basically, your metaphysical nerdy load, theoretical. Very much, yeah. Yeah, I um, so. I remember playing the multiplayer, actually, mm-hmm. at one point. Um, oh, those shoulder buttons came up and down. The, the, it's just... And I just couldn't cope. It's mm. too fast. I mean, I'm, I'm, still, I'm still at the level where I've played the single-player campaigns. Oh, oh, we can take as long as you like. Are, are, are we talking... We're talking, COD, we're talking COD here. Oh, so right, maybe, maybe, maybe... Well, it's the same sort of game, I guess. But again, I, I only ever really played the single-player campaigns on those games. So, mm. so when my friend let me ever go on the multiplayer, you I was like, got shot. I don't even know what's going on, it's just too quick. It's too quick, I'm just not good enough at those games. It's just um, To be so, fair, the, the problem with first-person shooters is, if 
by the time that you get a hold of one and play it multiplayer, those five million people have spent the equivalent of three full days of just playing the game with no sleep. So they know all the th- and because it's all leveled up and you get, you play it, you, your character gets better and your bullets are heavier and yeah better weaponry, better weaponry and stuff. So coming, exactly coming into it into a new massive multiplayer American man shooting around grunting at people game. It's a bad mechanic. I think it everything really should have should. Should have um, it, it should be a level playing field all the way through. Mm. Uh, I, I get why that you have a play progression. Well, well it was it was it was a bad, it was a bad mechanic originally because you could uh, get more skills and then you get more kill things. But then they, um, they introduced for the multiplayer where if you constantly kept dying, they gave you skills to um, to fight back if you're on a losing streak. So they give mm-hmm. you bonuses so you could fight back and change the tide of power. Um, that was the whole point. That's, when that, they did that, it made it a lot easier and fairer. That's right. Uh, yeah, I get it. It's it's the Mario Kart thing. You know, if you're in you're in first place, the person in seventh place has blue more powerful shell. weapons because yeah. yeah, they get the blue turtle shell because to level the because you might you might have more experience playing Mario Kart and they might be brand new in it. They could fire the blue turtle shell at you and they take you out. I, I, I get it. Uh, so, so what, you haven't been playing anything this week? Well, uh, th- well, um, I guess I've been I've been playing a little bit of Pez, Pez twenty eighteen. But I play that intermittently anyway because it, it is a football game. You can pick it up, you pull a game, and then you put it back down again. And it's a good game. It's a good game. It's fun, but you you have to be into football. Be into football. <laughs> yeah. That's, um, so it's not. Uh, I avoided playing FIFA. The devil. It's not the devil, but it's close it's, enough. It's just... It, it suck you by a level of evil. It tempts you in. I like that. I like it that. Is, it, it tempts you in, sucks you dry, and then cooks you, just, just chucks you out. The, the, the... It, it takes all the money from you for your ultimate team, which equates to nothing. Yeah, I mean... And then goes, oh, by the way, you can play football as well. But it's like people telling me Halo's got a, a single-player campaign. You know, what's the point? Yeah. Just, just, just cause three has got a story to it. So yeah, well, I've lost a train of thought now. Pez, you were playing Pez because you figured out putting it down. Playing, play, yeah, it, it's good. It's good. That's, that's really all I've got to say about that. No, 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 that's not doing anything specific on it. Just playing football game. Playing matches. Just, just playing some football game. All I know is that it's better than FIFA in the gameplay. Shots fired. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. People. So, other than Pez, like looking backwards a little bit, what else have you? Because obviously, this is the first one. We can't go. What were you playing since last time? Because there wasn't a last. There, time. there wasn't a last. Now, time, obviously, so I'm not saying go back to the very oh, first game oh, you ever played I, and work your way forward. I'll tell you what, I did play recently. That could take a while. I played. Uh, well, on 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 a bit of, bit of, bit of Pillars of Eternity. Um, it's really bloody hard. I, I mean, I, I, I remember getting it thinking. Yeah, I'm hardcore RPG. So I put it on, and then there's a lot of stats that I don't really understand what's going on. So I've, I've done I've done the Bethesda thing where, where you do with Bethesda games where you restart it about 300 times to get you to get that beginning bit right. And um, I've got no better at it. But I've done the beginning. <laughs> bit. I've done the beginning bit lots uh, and lots of times. Though uh, Pillars of Eternity, where you have three page tutorial for entering your name. It, it's it, it, it's <laughs> a good game, and I can understand why people would enjoy it. But it's just it's is, not always obvious. Is it kind of like how to do Dungeons and Dragons level of intimate knowledge you need? <sighs> well, do you know how in, in most RPGs you, you, you get you get a sort of um, antagonist? No, no, the, the, the party's introduced to you, and then you can kind of, like, um, 
pick and choose. Well, 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 the basics are there. You've got your tank. You've got your, you know, your your healer and your um, and your DPS character and all that. And I'm sure, I'm sure they all exist there in the game. But it's just that I've not got far enough to to work it all out yet. So it's all there, but it's better. It's better explaining other games. So in this, it, it gives you a lot of freedom. But if you don't know what to do with it, you're kind of just walking around not really understanding the game. Well, well, uh, but it is good. But you just need... I'm, I'm sure there'll be there'll be many Pillars of Eternity people out there will, will think, how can, you, how can you not do this? This is, this, is, this is obvious. But it's just that I can't do it very well. I, I, um, I can tell you why it's obvious. I've never played the game myself before. But I can tell you why it's obvious, Chief. And I'll tell you why. You love menus. I'm uh, going to you, you, you could spend three hours in menus, so you're probably at the first part pause the game to look in the menu but you got lost in the lore of it and then you just thought well I can't play this game because you're too busy looking at frigging menus to be fair if somebody produced a game that was a, like a RPG menu simulator I would play the hell out of that game but, oh yeah I just click there and click let's see and then you could read through, like you say you could read through the lore you could set up your character why is there no RPG character creation game the thing is I, I thought I was interested in the lore of the game until I started reading it <laughs> and, 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 and then, then what, I thought you fell asleep well I just thought oh, the mouth there's a lot of, there's a lot of names of things that are really difficult to pronounce you know don't pronounce them no, the, the problem is, I think I, I get the same thing. Um, I, uh, I recently read um, Pyramids, which is one of the Discworld books, and it's all fake Egyptian names for characters. And I get so far into the book, and then I can't visualise... I know it's going to sound stupid, but I can't visualise in my head how to pronounce it. Yeah, and I'm it not saying it out loud, I'm saying it in my head. And I can't... Yeah, it becomes difficult. Uh, and, and people who, are, who have played Pillars will understand what I mean by the, the first set of people that you meet, the, the gal... I can't pronounce it. Galfanax. No, no, well, it's on the menu. Um, obviously, it's <laughs> in the text and, and stuff, but I can't pronounce what those tribal people are called. And obviously, it spoils it a bit because um, I can't pronounce it. And the, the, I'm sure the law's really good fun and if you're preparing to read it, but it is a text-heavy game. Mm. And I understand why people really like it. And, and to be fair, it, it, it's worth the, probably worth the price tag. Uh, well, not if you just put the beginning get over and over again. But, <laughs> but um, it, it's you just need a prologue speedrun. You'd be a world master it, at it. I'm, how can I'm, I say? I've stopped it, him. I've stopped him. It, it's. Um, I mean, it's a good game, but I think the classic RPG people maybe go on about it a little too much. I think they like it a, a bit overhyped. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, don't get me wrong. It, it's a de- it's a good game and it deserves some attention. But there's been improvements in RPG design and the way stories delivered over the years since Diablo or whatever the first one of these what was. Um, and there's a reason those changes were made because they generally makes them more accessible. Now this isn't as accessible as that, and 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 I think the story will it will suffer for it unless you're totally dedicated. To reading a hell of a lot of text, it becomes quite can become quite dry, mm. and the combat's difficult, which is usually which is usually quite a good thing. But well, it's not um, a problem for you. You stick everything on. Hard yeah, stick have, anyway. the, the thing is, I have stuck it on hard because I thought <laughs> anything less than that would not be quite what I wanted. But anyway, that's it. That's enough about. So, for my benefit, is this RPG as in Dungeons and Dragons, or RPG as in? Um, 
Like, I think I think it's based on some D and D elements, isn't it? It's, it's, right? it's got kind of like the appearance of um, first and second Diablo games, in it? So yeah, yeah, that's yes, right. The nearest game I've I've seen to it in its combat style is um, it's less clunky, but uh, but is do you know Dragon Age Origins? Oh yes, it's a good game, but it's so the, the some of the combat is so clunky and difficult to what well, was it if you played it on console. That was terrible, okay. but. Um, but that's probably the closest of the thing. I could, but but even that, you know, it, it's more Dragon Age Origins is more refined. It, it draws you in better. It tell it delivers the story better, basically because of because of voice acting. Really, okay. Um, again, I'm not that far in the game. Still, it's worth what, saying. Pillars or Dragon Age? Pillars, pillars, no. pillars, pillars. Oh, okay. Pillars. I've played Dragon Age, is another game that I play over and over again, just the beginning bit. <laughs> <laughs> See, well, this is right. If they made, if somebody made. Uh, and I, I used it as kind of a throwaway joke, but if somebody made like a Bioware-esque start your adventure here, create your character simulator, that would be ace. Just like playing with a character and how they look and like the different hair colours, eye colours, the full control that you have in like a Bioware game or a wrestling game where you could change the entire outfit, entire look of the character, all that kind of stuff. I would play that for hours. And I know it's basically playing with dolls but for adults, but that would be ace. Well, it, it, it depends on the sort of level of customization you want because you've got things like, uh, <clears throat> you've got things like um, Ark, Survival Evolved, that's got mm-hmm. really good in-depth customization. Um, I won't mention Rust because if people played Rust, they know all about it. Um, but what, what you're basically describing is the problem that I know me and the Chief have is when you play Bethesda games and you play it for a bit, so you sort of like Skyrim, uh, fall that map, you play it for a bit and you think, oh, I'll start again. <laughs> and you end up having about 17 different characters, and each character looks completely different. But the the problem I have with Bethesda games is, especially with things like uh, open-ended games, very customization-heavy games, is things like Skyrim and Fallout 3 and Fallout 4, not New Vegas, not a big fan of it. Um, the problem with them is I'll play a certain style or I'll play a certain thing and I'll hear about a different thing you can get, and then I think the character I've created, I could have done with that earlier. So I'll start again, get the new thing, and then hear about something else. And I end up with about 17 different characters. All different... Like, all called Susie. All called Susie, or, <laughs> or Neko, whichever I fancy. Um, and what happens is I end up basically going with the same build, different look, going a different path. And when I go back on, I can't remember which one I'm playing, so what I end up doing is deleting a lot and then starting again, and the mm. vicious cycle continues. Ah. It's always the same. I mean, but, I think my, my experience of it as well is is basically, I have the idea of, every time I restart a Bethesda game, or any RPG these days, um, is like, do you know when you when you, you, you think you're going to create a different character? You end up creating exactly the same exactly one, every the same one yeah. every time. Yeah. I mean, I always tend to want to play as the sneaky rogue with uh, an archer type build. I, I actually tried that. Um, sneaky rogue, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I, I tried the sneaky rogue, like the dual daggers and whatever, and I realised very quickly that you can't do that straight away. Yeah. Especially with daggers, because you've got very low health, sneaks crap. Yeah. And I ended up going with my de facto build, which is sneak and archery so yeah. I can take people away from a distance and as soon as they see me I backtrack some chronic well archery is a really good way to start at the, at the beginning of the game really isn't it because you well, manage well, to keep a distance from well, is the if, enemies yeah. well it is if you know exactly how to level up like I do a bit of an exploit and a couple of exploits that makes it get <laughs> easy not that I use them much a lot um, but... <laughs> to be fair I do the same thing when I'm playing um, like Fantasy Star Online I'll create the exact same character every single time <laughs> and and obviously, because I created that, that same character, 
in Fantasy Star version one on the Dreamcast. I then created the same character, Fantasy Star version two on yeah. the GameCube. And it came out with a different class, which meant you get different items and stuff. And then I created the same character with the same name. It is the same name each time. Same PC character, game. same name, Dreamcast version 2. And it's a completely different set of stuff. It's brilliant. It, but but I do the exact same thing. It's the same character, same equipment, same look, same name, same path through the game every single time. It's just how I do it. I don't know why. It's just that's that's mm. what, I, what I do. So I can yeah. totally agree. But I think... But if you created a game where the, f- the whole purpose of the game was to just craft a character, like these are the clothes they'll wear, these are the, uh, like I say, it is playing with dolls, but but for adults, but you, you choose a race, you choose a gender, you choose the hair colour, the eye colour, the eyebrow colour, you know, the, the, the create a character from an RPG or they create a character from a wrestling game or something like that, but as a game by itself. Christ, I take way too long on wrestling games creating characters. Yeah. I, 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 just the look, it takes me a couple of hours. Yeah, exactly, right? Yeah, but you, it's not like you don't enjoy doing it, is what I'm saying. It's 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 a, it's an enjoyable monotony, Yeah, if anything, especially if you know precisely what you're looking at. So so you, you find the clothes you want, you, you know, put tattoos on them, whatever, you, you mess around with the colours, and you think, oh, could I do this? And then and then you realise you can have, especially in the wrestling ones, you can have in-ring attire, entrance attire, backstage attire, and then that's all in one. And then you can have two different attires with every character. So it's, you're there for like four, five hours. Easy. Well, it's I part am. of the game, isn't it? Well, that's well, what I suppose to, it should to, be. It's, it's, it's meant a, to put yourself in the game. And it's mm, yeah. a level of immersion. Yeah, yeah. Especially uh, with wrestling games. It, you, it's something to do within the game, isn't it? It's, still, know, it's still an enjoyable process. Because naturally I'm, I'm six foot four and a bit like a brick house, normally. And I like to put that into games. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> totally so, the truth. Completely, totally the truth. So what? So 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 what have you been playing then? Um, a, a mixture of Resident Evil Revelation, Skyrim, and um, trying to get a bit further on Pokemon Gold on the 3DS. Ah, okay, okay. So I'm guessing you're replaying Resident Evil Revelations because it's one of your faves and because of the blog post that we've got. Well, well there is a blog post there, but I'm I'm not replaying Revelations because it's my favourite. It is a good game, and raid mode is very very addictive, mm-hmm. but I'm I'm playing raid mode because I've I've hit a wall that I hit on the original 3DS version that I played in 2012, and I'm trying to get further. And it's t- it's a bit of a grind. And obviously, if you've got two people playing, it's easier. But I'm trying to find different ways to gain like the monetary system in it quickly, so I can get on the upgrades and stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, it's just a, a real pain. But I'm determined to complete it and get to that top level and unlock everything and. But it's it's just it, it can be a right pain at times, and it's it's more time consuming than anything, especially considering okay. the stages you go on. Yeah. The enemies are in exactly the same place, so you learn where the spawn points are, you learn where the the event triggers are, the behaviour and stuff, mm-hmm. and then you just use it to your advantage. And once you've got the pattern down pat, you can do the levels quick. You can go through, so it's a mixture between doing the levels to get experience and money, and then doing a trick, which I mentioned in the post. Might as well plug it. Well, I was um, going to say, right, what I was going to say was, for those people who don't know what Resident Evil, Resident Evil Revelations is, go check out the blog post. I'll put it in the show notes sort of thing. But for people who are listening, who, I don't know, they're walking around, they're sitting in the car, they're doing something that requires them to not look at their phones or would, a computer. Would you want me to describe the game? The, describe the like the, the, oh. me- the, the mechanics. So it's, 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 is it, is it 
Resident Evil like tank controls and fixed camera angles. It's it's, it's Resident Evil behind the shoulder camera, so it's like Resident Evil Four style. Um, it's the first Resident Evil where you can aim and move. Okay. Which, if anyone's played like Resident Evil like Four, which was the groundbreaking one in two thousand seven, I believe, originally on GameCube, it was the first okay. game that was like behind the shoulder. It was the first game where the camera angle was behind the protagonist's shoulder, Leon mm-hmm. S. Kennedy, and it was the first one to sort of bring that into it, and it, it got a lot more people interested in sort of hooked on it but this was Resident Evil Revelations is a game that centres around Chris and Jill um, they're, they're working for the BSA but they're working with different par- partners so new characters created for the game um, and the unique thing about Revelations was when it came out on the 3DS originally in 2012 you could get um, a circle pad for it which oh, gave you a second thumbstick which means you could move and shoot ah. instead of stopping aiming and then move, you could move and show which, which was a game changer oh. but but what happened was the game was sort of that popular they ported it to at that point current gen consoles so you have PS3 and 360 uh, I got it for the 360 Granada is a good game and then I got it for the the Xbox and um, it's sort of like it's they've updated the, the graphics so they're going to do so much with the HD retexture mm-hmm. um, but it's basically set on a ship that you find as the Queen Zenobia and it's you go in as Jill and her partner Parker, and it turns out to be derelict until you find your first bad guy. And then <clears> Resident and then, Evil style stuff and, happens, and, right? and then and then you get a flashback which introduces you to the Nemesis, uh, not Nemesis, the Genesis scanning system. Okay. Which um, the the whole the whole sort of device on that is you scan enemies and you get their DNA scan. So it's Pokemon. Not quite. You scan it. And once you get 100%, you get a herb. And it's the only way to get herbs in the game, because you don't pick them up, so you've got to scan everything. Ah. Uh, is this um, Metal Gear Solid 3, then? Kind of. <laughs> kind of. Kind of. It's more Metal Gear Solid 4. Get introduced to that in a sort of like a, a flashback. Yeah, yeah. And then you go straight back to it, and then you think that your partner, Chris, has been held on the ship, and then everything goes off from there. But it flicks between Jill and Chris and two new characters which are completely new, but they're, they're doing like background information. Okay. And it just sort of builds up, and they eventually meet up, and they, they tackle the problem at hand. Mm-hmm. And that's the story mode, which didn't take me long to do. But the raid mode is basically set in the story mode. It's The raid mode is just the entire story mode split up into 20 stages. Okay. It's not everything in the story mode, because there's like puzzles and stuff, but it's more the action bits. So you could go through the raid mode completely from start to finish. Basically, get a feel for the entire ship, but it's better if you play the main story because you get to you get to have a, a knowledge of the ship, where things are and where to go. Okay. Um, so you kind of know where you're going. But it's it's basically it's a behind the shoulder shooting game um, that came out between Resident Evil Four and Resident Evil Five, and when you complete it, you get a nod towards some of the DLC in Resident Evil Five, the Lost in Nightmares DLC. Oh, I remember playing those. You go into the mansion. Yeah, and you go into the yeah. mansion, and if you click on the front door three times, you get fixed camera angles. Oh, that's cool. In that DLC, it's really hard to play them. But what it does is when you get towards the end of it, minor spoiler alert, what it says, you get a screenshot of them going towards this mansion, which isn't the Spencer mansion, but it's meant to look like it, and it says um, Chris and Jill had no idea what they awaited them, and that DLC sets up Resident Evil 5. Ah. So it's set between four and five, and obviously when I first completed that, I didn't quite understand what it was. And then when I got Resi Five, Ew. and then when I heard about the DLC, it all slides into play. But it's 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 an addictive little game. Raid mode is quite addictive, monotonous, but a good kind of monotony. There's there's better things I could be doing with my time, but there's also worse things I could be doing with my time. Like like being a functional member of society. Well, okay, fair enough. Um, <laughs> but why is effort and leaving the house and okay. uh, crap graphics? So you've been playing that. Yeah. Couple of Destiny 2. 
I've played, I've got it there. <laughs> you playing Revelations. Are you looking forward to Revelations on the Switch? Yes, just basically for the mini games. So is it Revelations and Revelations 2, or is it in just Revelations? Oh, so it's, it's both. They've added in games for the loading screens, because I think the loading's going to take a bit longer. Oh, that makes and sense. And for Revelations 2, if anyone's played it, your main story revolves around uh, Claire Redfield and Moira Burton, which is Barry Burton's daughter. Oh, and right. And you're not playing as them two, you're playing as Barry Burton. I always thought it was Moira Stewart. But that's not a That's thing, Martha Stewart. That's Martha that's, Stewart. It's a woman who, who ended up going to jail for not paying taxes, I think. The loading screen yep. the, the loading screen game they have on um, Revelations 2 is um, you have to play stage and it's Ghouls and Goblins, but you play as Barry. Ah. And it's got a specific name and the name evades me. And for the first game, I think it's a different type of game, but I'm not quite sure what it is. Okay, so they've added extra you know, like little yeah, mini games. like little loading screens and stuff. Um, but whatever you earn in that goes towards like the raid mode, because the second game's got a raid mode as well. Uh, so there's a there's a point to actually... You're not just going, oh, well, it's just... No, it's, it's kind of like um, if you remember Die Hard Arcade on the Saturn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The little submarine game got your extra credit. Die Hard game. Arcade! Yeah, it was a, it was a third person... It's a little tangent. It's a third person fighting game. Ain't, ain't no such thing as a tangent with us. Okay, so, please so continue. It's, it's, it's a game akin to um, like fighting force if you ever played it are you, are you aware of a game like fighting no no I, you ever, I, did you I, ever I, play I, Streets of Bridge I did I did right, okay, imagine, imagine that okay. in 3D but with skins to make it look like diehard characters oh wow yeah, yeah and except what, it wasn't really um, and what you did was it, it wasn't really like a Nakatomi plaza but you had to go up a building to get yeah. to the helicopter to save right. someone Got, yeah. and you yeah. played as two fictional characters it wasn't John I don't McClane. think it was John McClane but it was a man and a woman and if mm. you got to the helipad and there was two of you left right. you had to fight to the death what, only so, one person could survive. So, so, so Die Hard Arcade was um, sat only, wasn't it? It was. Uh, it For was a, a completely console. unrelated game in Japan. This is this is going on memory, right? They they named it Die Hard Arcade when they released it outside of Japan, and they they put skins and and story elements in to make it so it's in the in the more digestible. For yeah. The, so if you're a Die Hard fan, you go, oh, brilliant, oh, there's well, John McClane. Yeah. And it's, I'm sure it's Dynamite Something or Something Dynamite is the actual original name of the game. Oh. Medic! Uh, and in the, in the Die Hard arcade, he plays John McClane and one of his daughters, which if you've ever seen the first few films... He's only got one daughter. He does only have one daughter in one the first few films. And his daughter is like eight. But in the game, she's like a teenager or something. It's, it's been a long yeah, it's been a long time since I played it. But yeah, and yeah, you just you, you walk around a building beating up bad guys basically, mm. and you can pick up weapons and shoot them or beat them. Okay, have you ever played um, Dia Trilogy? You know, yes, of course. Games? Oh yeah, so, that's yeah you know, like the, you know, the third one's racing. Yeah, racing a uh, driving game. The second one's like a first-person shoot. You know, the first one you have to move around with John. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like kind of like that, yeah. but yeah, 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 you're stuck yeah. in the environment yeah. and you can move. So it's like kind it's of actually like a camera. pretty good game. It's very good. Uh, I remember having it. In fact, I even had the Lincoln. You know, for, for that night too. Where, oh, where, yeah. where, did, was it the official G-Con? Did you have like a score? No, game? it was Welcome like a... the party, pal. I, I can't, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, pal. It, it was, except it never quite... Maybe I didn't have a big enough telly. And never quite shoot, shoot where I want. Do you, mm. do you remember so, when I had that? I had Dire Trilogy and we had House of the Dead. <gasps> and I had that, that, that Scorpion gun which was compatible with the PS1 and the Saturn. Saturn yeah, guy yeah. hype. And, yeah, um, it, was, it was one... So, back in the day, when light guns were a thing, see, kids these days don't know what light guns are. So, you can't, do, you can't use light guns on normal TVs because the refresh rate is too high. Yeah. Plus, and, it only works on CRT monitors. Yeah, and CRT it requires TV. the CRT because wow. it, it, it added it added a 
Um, so you you would fire the gun, you pull the trigger, and the game would display a white screen, which would be detected by the yeah. by an IR in the gun. The gun would then calculate where on screen you'd pointed. This would all happen in a fraction of a second, and then that would be fed into the game to figure out where you'd fired. Can't do that with a with a flat screen modern right. HD TV. It has to be um, CRT to make it work. So. And what happened with the old arcade to cons- home console conversions was the PlayStation games you had a G-Con. Um, was which official, was, it was a time crisis gun. That, right, was, yeah. that was the you know the official time crisis Never Namco ever. gun. Um, and the Sega Saturn had their own, whatever they called it. And before then, obviously, the Nintendo, uh, the, the SNES had its Zapper. Oh, the, the Scope! Had the Scope! That was the SNES. That was the SNES. Yeah, and then the NES had the individual. Oh, the Duck Thing. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I oh, totally yeah. never cheated at that when I was five. That's exactly. dog. Um, but so what what Squidgy Fidget had? Because we had towards the end of its life, we had a PlayStation and a Sega Saturn. Because we had things like Point Blank and Time Crisis on the PlayStation, and we also had House, um, of, the Dead. House of the Dead and all the fun ones for the Sega Saturn. What, what exactly? What Squidgy? <laughs> What Squidgy Fidget had was a, a light gun that could plug into either a PlayStation or a Sega Saturn. Remember what it was called? I do. You just said it was a Scorpion. Yeah. But it was Ace. And then after that, there were... You had to uh, shoot off screen to get it to shoot. It was really crappy yeah, yeah. calibrating. Duh. I, I shot at the door away from the screen. After those, after those devices, as people started getting flat screens, you could get um, adapters. Do you remember the adapter we had to put around the frame of the screen? To, to, to play House, to make... of the Dead, House of the Dead 3 on the Xbox. And it was, it, was, it was all plugged in, and it was IR sensors around the screen. Mm-hmm. And what we did was, I, I specifically got one. It cost me extra. And it had a laser. It had like a laser pointer. A laser pointer, yeah, yeah. So what you do is you'd aim, you'd calibrate it to the laser pointer, so you're always pinpoint on. Mm-hmm. And I've still got it somewhere, but I've I've lost the IR sensors. But Maybe you could still should... use light guns on a flat screen TV, and it was brilliant because you had the the, the 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 laser on it. Really we should good. do a whole thing about light gun games, and especially Sega Lock On. Oh, where you could just aim at the house, wait for the beeps and shoot. Yeah, that's oh, it. it had you could little, just sit there. It had a little sensor, didn't it, to beep, let beep, you know beep, whether beep, you'd aimed correctly. Yeah. Um, oh. So that's cool. Uh, so what I've been playing recently... Oh, no. Uh, yeah, oh, no. This um, should be interesting to hear. Uh, well, I've, I've been playing Rygar. I don't Block for a post! No, well, I, yeah, <laughs> I, played it for the blog, <laughs> I played it for the blog post. And I sat through it in one, well, across multiple sessions, but in a small period of time. <laughs> and I this, really liked it. D- well, I, 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 so I don't know what it is. So this is an old NES game. I'll put a link to the to the to the post, and you know maybe a few videos if I can find them. But um, but We're Riker, talking the original NES version, not the remake on the PS2, yeah, which yeah, was yeah. a bit naff. And and the original NES version, if you go read the post, the original NES version is is um, a adaptation of um, an arcade game. All of the other home conversions of Rygar copied were, were just the, the arcade game, which was side-scrolly. Fire, uh, you had a, uh, it's called the disc armor. You push a button and you'd fling it out in front of him and he'd bring it back in, kind of like Captain America. Captain America yeah. yeah. Um, and the, all the home conversions for um, for the, the like PC Engine and the Sega Master System and all, the Commodore 64, all of those versions... They have an Amiga port. The, uh, yeah, well, they were the arcade version. The arcade game was stage one, platformer. Work from left to right, do the thing, beat the boss. Stage two, platformer. Left to right, beat the boss, do the thing. Mm. The NES version, they added a Legend of Zelda-style overworld. So you started in the overworld, uh, you started in stage one, you finish stage one, move left to right, finish it off. 
you then end up in the overworld, which was a bit like Legend of Zelda top-down-y walk-around in the very first Legend of Zelda meets Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles walk-around sort of thing. And I was just you, about to say, it sounds a bit Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, right? yeah. And depending on which part of the, the overworld you go into, so there's caves for you to go in, different things for you to interact with, depending on which ones you go in, you get to different stages from the arcade game. And the idea is you've got to collect five of these special items to be able to go take on Raiga or Liger, because it's a Japanese game. The, pronunciation the, R, the R and the L thing. That's fine. We won't go into that, but that's cool. Because um, uh, you are like an un- unnamed hero. You've got to go beat Raiga before all hell breaks loose or whatever. But it's, it's loads of fun. It's loads of fun. I would definitely recommend it. If we can get a copy of it for either the NES, which is that... I'll see what I can do. If not, I can... If not, we can get it on the restaurant. But it is loads of fun. Get it on the restaurant and get the... Um... The arcade stick going because I can't yeah, play yeah. games without the arcade stick. No, it sounds yeah. like it's worth a worth a look, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, so. it's, it's it's loads of fun. But also, um, I started <laughs> I started Pokemon Blue because uh, I was talking to someone at work uh, about it, <laughs> and um, uh, after talking to you about it, Squidgy, about how I always played as Bulbasaur because Bulbasaur's really cool, and then you made fun of me because Bulbasaur's easy, easy mode, mode yeah. and then I told the guy at work, and he said Bulbasaur is easy mode. Yeah, I started Reaper, and the goal was to pick Squirtle, which is medium. But you didn't, did you? And I picked Bulbasaur. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, so it's that. Um, How far you got? Just out of interest. Oh, not very far. I played it for about an hour and then just put it down. Are, are, didn't even you, save it. Are you going to do the same as you did before, where it's, you keep your, your team at the same level? That's what I try to do. But because you're telling me that's That's, that's the not the best way to go. That's not, just um, get a character, get them a couple but, of levels in, and then move on. No, what what you need to do really is you need to, as you play the game, you adapt and evolve your team. So you, you're going to change it. And I mean, you've never played Pokemon. I haven't. Have no, no, not so really. So the whole point of it is, it's. I mean, if you talk to anyone who's a big fan of Peter, they'll hate Pokemon games because you're enslaving uh, small creatures to battle for you. <laughs> but I like to think that people should play a Pokemon game because what it does essentially is it teaches you how to be um, think. In an RPG setting on the fly because you have different types of Pokemon. So you, so you have three types and you've got fire, grass and water. There's about ten in total. So it's something that you learn as you go along. So fire is weak against water. Water is weak against grass. And grass is weak against fire. I think. Or something like that. It's like the... There is a triangle. There is a triangle. It's like a causes a fire triangle. You can't have one without the other. That kind of crap. And what you do is you... As you play along, you sort of... You learn what Pokemon you've got. You learn their strengths and weaknesses. Um, you learn what kind of moves they have. And you sort of pick and vary your team. Mm-hmm. And what you're supposed to do is, or what I do is, because I've, I've played it a lot, is whenever I go in, I have what I call an elite killer team. So I pick specific Pokemon that I have, like, one that's in front. And if if they say, right, they're going to use a certain type of Pokemon, do you want to change? I know yes. precisely what they're weak against. Mm-hmm. And I change out. So if you change out when it asks you, you still get the first move if you've got the speed. So you can like switch from your first Pokemon to the, the one that's going to kill it in one hit. Kill it in one hit, and it says, right, you're going to switch to a different one. So you switch to a different one, and you have like five or six that covers all the types. And if you've never played it before, what you do is you sort of experiment with it, mm-hmm. and you, you go along. It, there is a lot of trial and error, um, but you end up building up this team. And the team will the team that you build will pretty much take out anything. And if you hit any roadblock along the way, you can chop and change the, the Pokemon that you've caught, level them up a bit, so they learn different skills and then keep trying. Now, the, the, the beauty of an elite killer team is you don't have to be the top level. Okay. Because you either kill them in one hit 
or two hits. Because you've picked the, yeah. the and types. If, and if they hit you, because you're not quite the right level to fight them, they won't kill you on one hit. So they still have a little bit of health left, and then you kick your teeth. Right, I see. And what happens is, because you're going into trainer battles instead of wild battles, you get more experience points. Mm-hmm. So you just flick in and out. So you, you, you've got like five or ten, maybe fifteen levels below what you're supposed to be, but you're still kicking the teeth in. Ah, and that's the beauty of an elite killer team but you need to have knowledge of the game to do that ah. but if you're playing it for the first time just it's just all trial and error completely okay. so it's it's definitely one worth playing and I think everyone who is into RPGs whether they played like Final Fantasy or like any of the action RPGs as well yep. they should give that a go because it gives you it gives you the ability to think quicker okay. it's, it's weird because I, I do love RPGs but Pokemon is never one that I've, I've considered playing it, it's like the um for me, with the with the Zelda thing, I generally love adventure games and RPG type games, but Zelda's another one I've, I've never touched. But it's got a massive following, and Pokemon falls into that same category. I, I've just maybe it's because it's a uh, maybe because I've considered it more a Nintendo product, and I've tended not to to just because I don't usually have the Nintendo system. Um, so, but um, you'd be a Sony fanboy after all. Well, I, I'm not a fanboy of Sony. Yes, you are. But it's just um I wonder whether it's because like the original versions of the Pokemon games the original ones, the first you know, the first three red green uh, red, blue and yellow and then green when it was released in Japan and then it was released. It was Game Boy Advance, wasn't it? Well no, it originally. Game Boy, yeah, it was a Game Boy itself. Yeah, originally right? in Japan there were there was three. There was red, green and blue. Mm. So on the box art it was Bulbasaur and Jarazard and all that kind of, and there were three separate games, and then they brought out Yellow to tie in with the with the anime that released the tie in with the first oh. games. Um, and because they were sort of anime, anime because they were in the West anyway, sort of marketed towards kids. younger, younger. Well, I was going to say younger players, but okay, we'll go with kids. But that's not yeah. quite right. But we'll go with kids because they were targeted towards them. Maybe it's because of that. And, maybe and, so. Yeah, you know, yeah. And um, maybe because it's basically butterfly catching. That, that's, that's essentially what it that's what you're doing, on, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, Miyamoto yeah. wanted to make a, we wanted to make a game that that recreated his love of bug catching when he was a kid, and that's what he used to do. He used to go around. That's why it's Kanto, because that's where he's from. It's a region in Japan. You know, he's just walking around catching bugs, and that's yeah. that's that that is the game. I guess, yeah, yeah, well, fighting them as well. Well, yeah, all right. So he added that. So without without the RPG, without the JRPG element. It wouldn't have been a game, would it? Or you walk around and oh, there's bug, yay, catch. There's no game. As such. Yeah, well, the, the the gameplay loop would be a little thin, wouldn't it? Yeah. So I can yeah. totally understand, you know, why and and maybe why you why you weren't such a big fan. And yeah, to play that one, you would need to buy hardware specific to play it. And if you don't have the hardware, then you know you're not going to yeah. play it. Yeah, I mean, back, back to uh, um, Squidgy's point about being a Sony fanboy, <laughs> uh, which uh, obviously is not true. Certainly uh, <laughs> true. But uh, it's just that um, the system had a, a wider variety of games. And it, it's, I mean, this is this is one of the criticisms I always point towards Nintendo anyway, that their, sort of like that their target market is, isn't really me, and, and there's nothing wrong with that, you, you know, it's just that I don't want to play those games. With obvious exceptions, it's more sort of family-orientated, especially yeah. with the previous consoles, it was a lot more shovelware. Yeah, that it suffered badly from that, Nintendo Wii. I'm looking at you, but a lot of it well, was. I mean, a Switch, lot of it was. The Switch hasn't fared any better itself. If you look at the first, like the first and third party titles, that are new titles that came out between the Switch's release and today, which is the fourth of November, 2017. 
you've got maybe 15 games. Yeah, absolutely true. Yeah. Odyssey um, did well, though, didn't it? Oh, yeah, Mario Odyssey has done fantastic. It's the fastest-selling Mario game. Yeah, yeah, and that's... But I wonder whether that's because, A, it looks beautiful and, and looks like loads of fun, mm-hmm. and B, because it's like the only new title available for it yeah yeah but it's the, the one that's most publicised there are there are, oh, there, there are a fair few titles for it it's just they don't get much publicity really well, don't get me wrong there's the stupid mini games like take the controller and wave it around like you like oh uh, one two switch yeah one two oh, switch yeah but then, <laughs> but then if you take that out of there you've got Sonic Mania mm. okay that's fun but it's Sonic 2 essentially the yeah. re-release yeah. With extra levels. I'm not trying to belittle what the developers have done, but it's Sonic 2 re-released yeah. with a bit of Sonic CD and a bit of Sonic 3. Yeah. So that's technically a re-release of a game. You've got Mario Kart 8, Isn't which is just a re-release of game. Mario Kart 8. <laughs> with, all, with all the DLC characters. Yeah, but it's a re-release of Mario Kart 8. Yeah. yeah. You've got, okay, so you've got Legend of Zelda. That's a new game, and that is a beautiful game. But yeah. it's a little sparse. It's very Skyrim. I felt yeah, when I was playing. It's, it's it's quite intimidating and that, how open yeah, yeah. World it's, yeah. It's, it's it feels like it's too open world. Like there isn't much direction to the player. Like got, like if you compare it to like uh, Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time, that had it was equally open world. Obviously not as big, but because you had Navi telling you, "Hey, listen, hey, listen, hey, listen," and people who <laughs> used to play Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time get PTSD related to um, <laughs> Navi. But at least you were being told to go over there and do this thing. Is that necessarily a better thing, though? Is it? Is it? So, so I'm guessing you guys are thinking that it's better to be driven then, uh, as in, as in the the, the, the game is, this, is, is taking you, well, guiding you, however gently. There's a difference between uh, completely linear gameplay, um, linear esque gameplay with a little bit of side exploration, mm. and so open it doesn't tell you anywhere where to go you've just got to trip over stuff yeah. and then, and then yeah. hopefully you know you'll know where to go and then if you if you're not given like a, a mission log or anything like that you go off the game for like a day go back and then yeah that's know. that's the worst i mean old old rpg well in inverted commas yeah the older rpgs were the worst for this the ones that didn't have like journals and 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 objectives and, stuff, so and stuff yeah. yeah so like if you played final fantasy 7 final fantasy 8 final fantasy oh, 9 any one of those for a good couple of hours out of a yeah. day Right, it's the middle of summer, so we're all of that age where those games came out and it was school holidays, right? So yes. you're playing Final Fantasy VII all day or Final Fantasy IX or eight or whatever all day for a Saturday. And then you put the game down, you go off and you do something else. You go you go play football or you go yeah. to the cinema. Or you, you know, you, your Saturday and Sunday are, are then, are then other, other activities. You come back to it another day and you're like, what was I doing? I've loaded the game and it's placed me in the middle of this of this gigantic world area. Where do, I don't even remember which direction I was travelling in. I'm not facing the direction that I was travelling in. Yeah, it can where be a problem. Yeah. Uh, especially if you go back to an old save sometimes. I mean, mm-hmm. you've just forgotten where, where you've left it. And um, But obviously the answer to that is... Pen and paper or a uh, whiteboard or something. Or yeah, you or could, like you a strategy that, yeah. guide or something. Some yeah. you need something. External. It's difficult to find. Remember exactly where you are, though, isn't it? That, yeah, that, that's it, the point. It, I, a strategy I, guide will help you yeah. if you don't know I, where you are in the yeah. game itself. I but, found sort of like the only exception to that was a, a game on the Mega Drive or Genesis back in the day. That sort of it gave you little hints from the menu, and that's Fancy Star Four. Mm. You went to talk, and your main character Alice or Chaz would say, "Where are we doing this?" 
mm. where we're going to go see so and so, which is fair enough. Yeah, you know, which gives you little hints. Otherwise, yeah. Yeah. I mean, back in the you know back in the day, internet was very very rudimentary, and there wasn't things like especially game facts, or you couldn't just search into well Google. You know, what am I doing here? Where am I going? Look on a forum post, and someone will tell you. You either had magazines mm. where they give general hints, or you could get like Woolworths own tip books. Yeah, which yeah. give you strategy guides for two or three games and you get that and you follow it. You yeah. didn't get that unless you look for it. So you, you'd either start all over again mm. or you would just try and keep going, trying everything possible or a friend of yours might have got by it and you bug him. But that's it, yeah. You know, what yeah. am I doing? What am I doing? You know, you know constantly... Well, it's, it's a bit from Metal Gear Solid, isn't it? You know, the, the original version of Metal Gear Solid, the PlayStation game, you, you were given no hints whatsoever. You get to a certain part in the game and you have to find someone. Also, the... also you couldn't pause, could you? You couldn't pause during the you... cutscenes. Oh, so yeah. if someone rung you up... Yeah, yeah. If someone rung you up during a cutscene, you had to decide... What to what, what, what to, I mean, I didn't have enough friends <laughs> to be rung, so it's never an issue for me. But, um, <laughs> Do I focus on the story of the video game? Or What's what my like... friend wants to tell me? Yeah, usually somebody... <laughs> The uh, wrong number. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Or, or <laughs> you know, are you still coming round to mine tomorrow? Or, or yeah. just what are you up to right now? Well, I'm actually in the middle of a video game, and you just interrupted. That was or, back or, in when we had conversations over the or, phone, wasn't it? Yeah. Or, yeah. or um, if for the older people that got a phone call, why are you not at work? I'm ill. <coughs> <Come on. laughs> what did I miss? <laughs> but back, I totally never did that. Back never. to the point about Metal Gear Solid was that. There's a point, a point in the game where you have to find Meryl, and the only way to find Meryl is to find her in the codec. And if you don't have, if you didn't realise, it's on the back of the box. Yeah, if you didn't have someone who said, "Guys, it's on the back of the box." That's I thought that was brilliant. It's well, that, brilliant. That was well, the thing really is, it wasn't kernel enough. He'd tell you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you didn't know to do that, you had no way of getting to... So, you know... It was it was also an anti-piracy thing as well. Well, yeah, of course. But, you know, the, if you didn't know to check the back of the box to get the... Because you have to... It, it takes you out of the game, I guess. But it was a really cool... It, it's, it's got a lot of fourth wall-breaking elements. In it's good. Game. Obviously, yeah. the, the Psycho-Mantis fight. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was brilliant. Like but, Castlevania. Put the controller down yeah. on the floor. And uh, on the that's ground. really quite... You know, you, you don't have that sort of stuff now, do you? Um, Although, well, if you in, in, uh, in Metal Gear Solid 4 there's a nice nod back to that because yeah, yeah, on, on the is, PS3 yeah. during that fight there's, there's a certain way you've got to do the fight and you can change the pad number via the menu so if you yeah, push yeah. The, the PlayStation button you can change the pad number and if you do that you get an instant call from the kernel saying did you just try and change the pad number <laughs> yeah. that's, that's cool. not going to work twice change it back and think of somewhere else and yeah. the, the, the problem that I just complete a little bit of a tangent I'll go back to Metal Gear Solid in a minute is when Metal Gear Solid you didn't really get told mm. you indirectly got hints so, so the kernel will go try something different try something different and yeah. you, you either which was which was different for the time you either plugged the pad into the second port so you could see him when you go into first person mode or there was a, a bust of a head or mm. a head a statue yeah. on the, the table because it was top down if you aimed at it and shot all the straps off it would take his health down yeah, I never, I never knew about that. But the, in 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 later games, especially in, in in into the series, if you're in a boss battle long enough, you basically get spoon fed the the, the answer, which is fair enough. Yeah. because you might be stuck. And, yeah, and that's fine. I li- I like I like that. I like the the hints. The that is the is the equivalent of Navi. The problem is that Navi was done badly. But, oh yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> oh, to be fair, yeah. you could have replaced the hey, listen with. Like someone going, biff, and it would still be as annoying. But it was because it was that often. 
you know, yeah, you don't need and to. And it was always yeah. telling you something that you could do, but you need to do some first. Exactly, right? Which is fair enough. And I, I, I like the sort of subtle hint. I, I think if I had more time, <laughs> I wouldn't mind playing something as big as the new Legend of Zelda or Skyrim or mm. um, even one of the Grand Theft Autos and just walking. Because one of my favourite things about Grand Theft Auto by City, which is my favourite one in the entire series, I don't know why, but... Oh, go. It's got a really good aesthetic, though, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's Pastel really... colours, 80s music. Pastel yeah. colours, yeah. 80s music. It's really basically good. Scarface. It's got everything. But I really the... want to play that now. Yeah, well, <laughs> one of the things I really loved about that game was you could just walk around and do whatever you wanted. Yeah, pick yeah. up a car and go for a drive. And... Stunt challenges, hidden exactly. weapons, hidden caches. There was stuff I remember to do. it was my, actually, it was actually my first GTA, mm. obviously. To, um, and I remember thinking that I'm going to obey all the laws of the traffic, mm. waiting at the lights and everything. <laughs> and and uh, it was really quite hard to drive within the lane. Mm. And then when you turn, the, the car doesn't really... It wasn't designed, really, for you to, no, to obey it. Uh, <laughs> but it was uh, just a really fun game. I think what, that... that what, I, I, what, I, what people didn't realise about Skyrim, uh, what people didn't realise about Vice City was it was the first, especially the first GTA game I played where the traffic was idiotic. So if you were turning and and like the signals for them in front of you to go forward, they'd smash yeah, into yeah, you, yeah. and you get the wanted level. Yeah, it's it's annoying, isn't it? So it's if fair. you got that, you got infuriated. You shoot them in the car, blow up the car, and then go on a rampage. Or at least I did. It was a really good game, though, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, it, but, I mean, it really but especially with Vice City, one of the major things I've I've found and from people I've talked to about the game found is when you're doing missions and you put it onto a certain radio station. Yep. I can't remember what it is, but it's one with all the '80s tracks. And it says, oh, you know, there's the mission, there's the, the circle to The pop to music, it. yeah. Yeah, the pop music. You you drive up to the circle, not in front of it, and if someone was with you, you do the mission, and the same reaction from everyone would be the same after this track. Oh, cool. Let, let me just finish okay. this track first. That's cool. if, if you're listening to, like, um, I can't remember the name of the, the guy, but, like, Broken Wings, or yeah. Duran Duran, or a yeah. bit of Michael Jackson, you think, I'm going to wait till it finishes, then I'll get out of the car. I'll do cool. get out beforehand. Yeah, I, never awesome. did, I, I never tried that. That's cool. What else? Um... Nothing I mean, really. Yeah, we've been we've been doing this for quite a while. I mean, do you want to? Well, let, let, let's let's wrap it up there. Then. Yeah, uh, it's been. Um, doing DMX. So um, yeah, um, it's been interesting, hasn't it? So yeah, I, I mean, mean we just gen- general general talking about video games. And a, a general yeah. waffle. Hey, to waffle. Oh, no, no. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, I get that. Um, <laughs> no, I get, uh, um, see, I'm open to doing this again. I like this. Just sort of talking about, but. Um, maybe uh, uh, a maybe we should add some topics on it. We're definitely yeah. going to need um, this is a little ad hoc. Pick some, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll need the, the blue yeti on a certain. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, it's, don't it's worry. I'll bring that along, and we'll use that well, next that's time. Like professional podcasting stuff. Yeah, yeah, we'll use that next time. That's that for sure. I mean, the only real worry is: do people want to spend time listening to three idiots waffling about nothing? Okay, well, you don't I mean, listen to podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say you 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 don't listen to a lot of podcasts. <laughs> There's a lot where they're just like, where they're like, hey, um, today I bought some socks. And to be honest, sometimes uh, having toast is a nice Oh, And sometimes people are under attack, so, you know, that's pretty cool. No, it's, it's just, it, I don't know whether it's fireworks or we are under attack. I think it's fireworks. Nice. I think. More I money think than sense, again. <laughs> we're, we're doing American American man shootiness, the game, the real story. That's probably what's happening. Call of Duty. Yeah, that's probably not what's happening. Um, maybe maybe it might be a really good game and we've judged it wrong. Maybe so, yeah. But, you know, 
don't think. Time will true. tell. Time will tell. <laughs> Time will tell. Well, I'm yeah, not yeah. playing it. I'm, I'm not a big fan of multiplayer games. Call me solitary, call me boring, but I don't like being on a game where if you go on it and you get killed in seconds and then you get abuse held at you from a 12-year-old. Oh, no. no yeah. Right, ignore the multiplayer game. Ignore the multiplayer, right? It might have a really good single. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. The new Call of Duty game's got a single player mode. All of the Call of Duty games have single player modes. When did this happen? <laughs> when, yeah. Seriously, when did this happen? No, I get it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the the problem is that uh, the the yeah the first person shooter games have you need to pick the right people to play with because otherwise you know you're just going to get abuse from random strangers. Who, oh, yeah. you've not played the game as long as I have. Uh, whatever. To be honest, um, I think I've had the maze moment at this last point, but I think I, I don't mind competitive multiplayer. In fact, it seems quite fun. But the the, the one chief problem of of um, of that game design really is, that from my point of view, obviously, other people might enjoy it. Uh, but is that the the maps are so small on Call of Duty. That you you spawned right on top of each other, so it's just a, it's just a shoot it's just a shoot fest it's just a pew pew fest, yeah. and you just get you die you respawn you get shot. But if 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 the battle if the map was a little larger and you had sort of like set points where you, where it felt more like a genuine battlefield than there was a front line, and mm. um, it might be a little more interesting because otherwise. Because basically, there's no value to dying. Because, in fact, there's no value into not jumping in. Because you, you, you get points for getting kills, don't you? So you just uh, don't matter if you die. You just you just go in, and, and and it sort of makes the game a bit a bit nonsensical, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know that's why I don't like. It. And also because I'm not very good at them. If I, if I was good at them, obviously I would like them. <laughs> that's the segment. Chief problems. Chief problems. <laughs> I like it. But, um, and there are many problems with video games. So we could, yeah. So we so, could bring one in every, 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 every time. But, that you're but yeah, well, um, maybe you should wrap it up. Let's wrap this up. Okay, so this is this is episode zero, not episode one. Episode zero, like a beta version of whatever we're going to call it. Maybe the Waffle and Taylors podcast. But if it's the Waffle and Taylors, it is his chief problem. Uh, well, I, I an think honorary I'm, Taylor. And you know, come on. Either you know, an intermittent guest, with, if you have a subject, that, an, an honorary uh, waffler, an honorary waffler. I like yeah, it. There you go. For waffle in Taylor's podcast for people who are tailors and people who waffle. I'm sure you not... guys will have numerous guests throughout the weeks, anyway. So, so maybe I could I could pop in on Sounds the occasional week. Okay, cool. Um, so yeah, waffle in Taylor's. Let us know what you think. Although I'm probably never going to release this one to the outer public. But let us know what you think. Let us, let us know what you think, Joe. We're <laughs> interested yeah. in your feedback because you're the only one who's going to hear this no no there's a few other people but even so let, uh, yeah let us God. know um, so yeah I'll, I'll edit this down and see what, we'll see what I can put together I'll take out the bits where we're umming and airing and when we're like not sure what we're doing and stuff and the silence bits I'm right trying. bye <laughs> get back here give me back Chief my problem. give have me back got, my gig again. have you got anything you want to promote have you got like a website? Have you got a Twitter? I, I, have, have, I, have, I have no... He's got his own shoes. Disconnected from all of that. But, yes. if you go on these guys' website and like and subscribe and do all that stuff, all your stuff yeah. down below and what that... Yeah, yeah. Um, you see, Chief, Chief Problem is, <laughs> is a big fan of the whole like and subscribe bit. Like and subscribe. That's, that's, that's yeah. my fault. I introduced him to YouTube. It's my, <laughs> my if, you, if you guys forget a thousand likes, then... <laughs> 
will reduce the microtransactions. I don't know. Like yes, click the like button on the, the, the non-existent like button. <laughs> Subscribe <laughs> now for a waffling loot crate. No. Yeah. I, yeah. Well, that's an idea. We could loot crate you, this you, shit. You, you, you can get the ending to this podcast if you get a random loot crate. That's it. Congratulations on, on purchasing the Waffling Tailors podcast. If you would like to receive the end of the Waffling Tailors podcast, please buy the DLC, which is already included in the Waffling Tailors podcast. You but just have to unlock it for the code. But it's not unlockable until after you've purchased the Waffling Tailors DLC. Exactly. It's always an empty show at the beginning. That's it's always it. an empty show. So, so when you get the loot crate, I'll, I'll, I might as well do a plug. When you get the loot crate, you get random bits of different, of different podcasts. So you get... The beginning of one, the ending of seventeen, and the middle bit of six, seven, nine, and twenty-four. <laughs> despite the fact we've only done zero. <laughs> I like that. I like that. That's very Monty Python. I like it. <laughs> I'm going to leave that bit in definitely. <laughs> so yeah, like and subscribe. Go on the website, download it, listen to it, give us some feedback, let us know, and I'll come up with some music or something and put those things oh, in. It's a bass riff. Do 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 do. That's the one. News at five. How do I stop the podcast? I don't know. Intro music is Behind the Lines by Ian Sutherland. Outro music is I Need You, Watashi no Sobate by GK. See the show notes for more details.